What is up, all of my beautiful freaking people? Welcome back to another episode of FML Talk. We have a sleeping baby in the next room. Just kidding. This fucker sleeps through anything. What's <laughs> up, everybody? I know it's normally a solo episode. Today, I'm bringing on my husband because we are talking all about how we fucking gave birth. So sit back, grab the fucking baby bottles, and welcome to FML Talk. Oh my God. Wait, how old was the other girl? 19. Can you believe that shit? Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. <gasps> he did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on our Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh no, she didn't. Oh my God, it's the episode you guys have all been waiting for. Hi, Tay. Hi. Hi, everybody. I know we normally do solo episodes on the first week of the month, but I'm not going to talk about our birth story without, you know, the guy that supplied the sperm (laughs) (laughs) and then did nothing else for 10 months. (laughs) Like literally zero. Hey, but I did make every doctor appointment. This is true. And I do, you know. No, you were were like the best partner anyone could have asked for during pregnancy. I woke up to foot rubs every morning and hand rubs because I had old arthritic 85-year-old woman hands and making me latates and (laughs) coming to every doctor's appointment. You were phenomenal. Well, I mean, I got to say that there is something fun about it. You know, it's it's also daunting and like, whoa, life-changing, but it's fun. I really enjoy it. I, throughout all of pregnancy, obviously knew there was someone growing inside me and that he was eventually going to make his appearance and like be a human. But it just didn't fully click for me until he popped out and was put on my chest. It's a very daunting like thing for your brain to like understand. And it took me a while. Yeah, I can tell you when it hit me. It hit me before he came out and it hit me well, that's there in my story, but <laughs> that moment at the hospital where yeah. I was like, uh. okay, so let's get into it. So <clears throat> in the later months of pregnancy, when you're getting closer to your delivery date, you go in to your doctors usually once a week for a checkup. We went to that checkup and my so doctor, week and a half. Two, I think it was like two weeks before. Yeah, was, I think it was about a week and a half. Roughly. We're not yeah. going to say the date. I don't want people knowing his exact birth date, but right. A little so, over a week and a half before our, he was supposed due, to be here. Due date. So we go in and she's like, oh, your blood pressure is kind of, what was it, high or low? High. Low. High. Uh, uh, oh, my God. <laughs> no, your blood pressure was high. Okay. And the headache. Yeah. And so she's like, your blood pressure is kind of high, which is kind of not normal for you. And then I offhandedly mentioned that I had had a couple headaches over the past two weeks and that like made her perk up and she was like huh okay and she was like well and then she also said there was some protein in your urine but it just means that you're a juicy lady (laughs) i was like oh my god my ob is like from new york and just you know very like cute short brunette that like tells it like it is um so she was like, look, because of the headaches, I'm going to have you go across the street to the hospital. Like her office is right across from the hospital where we delivered at. I'm going to have you go right across to the hospital and get some tests done. And then you'll come back to see me tomorrow morning and we'll go over and make sure everything's fine. And then she was like, if by chance something's wrong, we will probably induce you. But I'm sure it's nothing. And yeah. we were like, OK, fine. 
fully had plans to go to dinner with our friends Rachel and Brian that night. We were like, all right, whatever. So we walk across the street. Yeah, but we should also mention that nine months prior to this, mm-hmm. we went into yeah. that office and said, hey, this is, you know, we were like interviewing OB. She was going to be our OB. And she's like, look, this is your expected due date as long as it doesn't come early because I'm going to the Taylor Swift concert. Any day except that day. <laughs> right, right. So we're so we're like, okay, yeah, that's a what, two weeks early, a week and a half early. No big deal. We're fine. This OROB wants to go to the Taylor Swift show. No big deal. It should yeah. be fine. Sure enough. It's that day. And so she then sends us across the street and we go in to get blood work done. And the nurse is taking my blood. We're in triage. And all of a sudden, we've been there for what, like 25 minutes, yeah. maybe? Like, I don't even think they've taken the blood yet. And all of a sudden... They did take your blood pressure, though. Yeah. And all of a sudden, my OB walks in. And I'm like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, we're, uh, you know, your blood pressure is definitely a little wonky and all over the place. So we're going to induce you tonight when I get back from the Taylor Swift concert. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, what? Because we were, again, fully prepared to leave and, like, go to dinner and whatever. Tay's face, like... That's when it hit Kind of goes white. Yeah. (laughs) And look, guys, I really pride myself in, like, I'll be able to handle it when the shit gets tough. I'll be on there. I can do it. I can handle it. And... Yeah, there was a moment there. You can handle it, but you do panic. Well, that's it was a little panic. And then I, <laughs> I gathered myself. I knew that this was going to happen. So I had to figure it out. But there was that moment. And that was the moment we were talking about at the beginning. It was right then. I was like, oh, shit, this is real. You're this right. Is, we're having a this child. This is beginning right now. Yeah. Not another week and a half. And like. So by Tay saying he needed to handle it and get it together was me saying okay tay get out get out your phone open your notes app i'm gonna give you a list of what you're going to do (laughs) i was like as cool as a cucumber at that moment you were you were very very calm yeah well you know i have semi-experience in moments of crisis so i like to think that that serves me so i was like this is what you're gonna do you're gonna message our friend Vale so she can come over and be with the dogs you're gonna go home luckily i'm fucking like gnarly type a so our bags had been packed i mean mine had been packed for like a mm-hmm. fucking month i had just forced tay to pack his yeah, like that's a true. few like, days like literally two days few days before that. so everything was packed And even then i was like this is a fucking this is two weeks early right We're good. right but sure um, enough. So he leaves me, comes home to like get everything, put the car seat in the car, like pack the bags, like do everything that we needed to do to then come back to the hospital. And they start me on magnesium. Yeah. It sends shivers down my spine, even saying the word. They were like, you know, this is going to help with your blood pressure issues. And like to say what was going on in the first place, I was I asked my OB, I'm like, why is my blood pressure all wonky? And he's like, she was like, you know, he's just making you a little sick now and he's fully cooked. So we're going to take him out and everything will be fine. And I was like, okay, great, because Mm -hmm. I didn't want to fucking walk around pregnant for another two weeks. I was so miserable by that point. I was like, let's fucking go. Taylor Swift, whatever. Let's rock it. So she walks out in her little heels and like proceeds to the Taylor Swift concert and they start me on magnesium. So magnesium, it was an IV drip. And they were like, you know, sometimes the side effects of this can be headaches and nausea. And I'm like, okay, like I've, you know, I'm sure it'll be fine, whatever. She puts me on it after like 
10 minutes, I'm like, oh, I feel fine. Like, I'm great, whatever. And then all of a sudden, I get super flushed and super hot. And I was like, oh, fuck, I have to lay down. Even then, that passed. And I felt like pretty okay. But you, wasn't that when you texted me and you're like, I was like, yeah, I'm not, hurry up. I'm not feeling good. Yeah, I was like, you can can come back. I'm like a little less chill at this point. And, you know, we called my mom, obviously, let her know what was going on. And like all the people that, you know, needed to know what was happening called Rachel was like, hey, not going to make it to dinner. Also, (laughs) if you could make me a couple loaves of banana bread, that would be splendid. (laughs) This shit's going down. She was also due two weeks after me. So like she was like, oh, shit, call me and keep me updated. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm sitting at the house getting the whole cars packed, ready to go. And I lose the keys. Look, in crisis, <laughs> you have to prepare that you're that something's going to fail. <laughs> and sure as shit, my brain failed. And I lost the fucking keys to the car that had the car seat in. There was no question about it. I had to take that car. Finally, I turned the car on, hoping the key is in the car. It is in the car. I didn't find the key. I drove without the key with the car you're on. You're a hot mess, man. Oh, well, my God. It was... <laughs> Yeah. So Tay gets back. They move us from triage to a private room. Also, mind you, when we get into triage, the nurse looks at me and she's like, just so you know, this is the most chaotic day we've ever oh had in this labor and delivery ward. There like, were no I don't know available. what's going yeah. on, but like every person on the planet is here today. And we were like, fuck, this is going to be brutal. And then I had like this kind of fun banter with the first nurse we had, whose name was Jess, who I took notice of because I was like, shout out. Brittany Bennett, eat pray FML, little <laughs> moment there. And she ended up finding us a private room, which we really scored because it wasn't even like the regular labor and delivery rooms. It was like a random room that was in the center of the two corridors. Well, so it was super quiet it was and big dark. For two beds. Yeah. So I didn't have to have that like the little that, couch. The little couch bed that yeah. first night. We really scored. So they move us to that room with like the IV that I'm on and everything. And then I'm like, I kind of have a headache, Tay. And this is where shit took a turn. (laughs) Summer is here and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon. One of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is factor meals. No prep, no mess, no cleanup meals. I have really been off the wagon with my eating since having my son, and for my health, my wellness, and my mental sanity, I have been switching my dinners to more healthy options from Factor. They have 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, so I never get bored. And Tay is continuously shocked every time he sits down to eat one because they are so freaking tasty. They have breakfast, lunches, dinners, and desserts. It's a treat to have restaurant-quality food that is so easy to prepare and doesn't come with the insane Postmates bill. Head to factormeals.com slash FMLTalk50 and use code FMLTalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code FMLTalk50 at factormeals.com slash FMLTalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Enjoy, FMLers. So first of all, I have a whole fucking new respect for nurses. If you guys are on the VIP subscription of Patreon and you get the blog posts, I detail 
a lot of the birth stuff that we won't necessarily go into here, like the emotions of everything uh, on those blog posts. And one of them is dedicated to the nurses because I have an entirely new respect. Not that I didn't respect nurses before, but like they are the fucking unsung heroes of this planet. Well, yeah. And it's also when they're the ones you're looking to most because yeah. they're the ones there. It's not your doctor. It's no, not she just OB. comes it's in like and catches the, the baby like a fucking football. Yeah, it's the nurses who are there 24-7 and yep. oh my God. They, so they, our they, first yeah. night nurse was named Jocelyn and she was a literal angel on earth. I got so sick, you guys, from the magnesium drip. I had the worst headache, like, you know, migraine type headache. And that was causing me to get nauseous and throw up. So I'm sitting in the hospital bed puking into one of those like airplane airplane kind of like little bags. And of course, I have no fucking pelvic floor strength. So every time I puke, I'm just peeing, Mm -hmm. sitting in bed. It's fucking great. And then I every time I look at Jocelyn and I'm like, I'm so sorry. This is so gross. And she was like, this is literally our job. It's fine. Like whenever I would go to the bathroom and I would have to carry like my fucking new appendage, the IV with me because I was hooked up to so many fucking monitors. Whenever I would go into the bathroom, I would have to pee in the toilet. But they had this is so TMI, guys. Sorry. They would have like a thing that catches your pee in the toilet to see how much it measures. And whenever I would go in, I would like get the measurement and pour it out and just tell Jocelyn. And she's like, are you emptying out the hat for me? She's like, you don't have to do that. That's literally my job. But she was bringing me ice packs for my head. She was like finding me like snacks to try and eat, like just really doing a incredible job at a keeping me comfortable and b making me not feel embarrassed that I was like, pissing myself and you know puking and it was it was a fun time but i was so weak from that first night i remember at like 3 a.m in the morning looking over at tay and being like if this doesn't get better i don't know how i'm going to do this because i was so weak well and i was i don't even know if i told you this but i was really really monitoring your sickness and how dilated you were Mm -hmm. because i was hoping you were not going to dilate too quick right because you weren't going to be able to do it right there was no fucking way yeah that was happening yeah i was very uh, and i think i told either my brother or your mom i don't remember but i was like this ain't happening yeah tonight yeah and if it is it's going to be a c-section right because and you're just your energy was no, just, I was no I was dying that first night. It was really and brutal. I'm so glad it didn't. I know. And I'm so glad I was it didn't. very sick. So at 11 p.m., that's when the Taylor Swift concert ended. <laughs> so that's when they started the first medicine that like they give you when you're getting induced. Also, let's just preface this with like this is just my story. This is how it went. Like. There's very big opinions on like induction versus natural. I don't give a shit what anyone's opinions are. This is just us coming on to tell you what happened. So let's keep that in mind. We're all here to just chat and, you know, not force any opinions on people or any of that. So at 11 o'clock, they started me on that first medicine, which is basically to like ripen your cervix. I can't remember what it's called. And they that happened for a couple hours. And then 
the next day, once I had come through the sickness of the magnesium and that leveled out and I was able to force some food down my mouth, then they eventually got the word from my OB that they were ready to start on Pitocin, which is the medicine that really starts the contractions and actually starts labor. So at that point, I think I was 1.5 centimeters dilated. For those of you that don't know and have not given birth, you need to get to 10. So, And you're not even in labor until you're in four, until you're at four. You're not in active labor until you get to four. four. So she's like, okay, you're 1.5. We're going to start the Pitocin doses. I was like, okay, great, because that means shit's going to hopefully start moving. You don't know how fast it's going to go. She's like, you could get there in a couple hours. It could take a day or two. I was like, that sounds fucking horrible. Unbeknownst to me, we were in the high risk ward as well. Right. Because of the high blood pressure. Right. You knew that. I yeah, didn't I did. know that. I thought we were just, you know, on a magnesium drip because my blood pressure was weird. No, I didn't I realize how big of a thing it was. And I'm kind of glad I didn't. Yeah. You, I remember Vale told me that when you texted her what was going on, she was like, you know, they're going to induce her because of some some high blood pressure, but everything's fine. And Vale was like, I'm a fucking mom and I've done this and I know everything's not fine based on what you're saying, but okay, fine. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to press you for details. Right. So then. They start the Pitocin. I'm feeling like night and day better, thankfully. And I get pretty quickly, I get to 4.5 centimeters, which is technically active labor. And that was the point where I was like, okay, I can breathe through these contractions, but I don't really want to know what's beyond this. (laughs) I was like, um, and my OB had come in to check on me and I had a contraction and I kind of like shut my eyes and like, held on to the side of the bed. And she's like, if they are making you do that, you can get the epidural anytime you want. Yeah. And I was like, great, send (laughs) in the epidural. (laughs) So a half hour later, the guy who does the epidural comes in. Tay decides to tell him how much of he looks like Ryan Reynolds. It was uncanny. (laughs) I couldn't fucking even pay attention to what was actually happening. And he had a mask on, so you only saw half his face. Yeah, it was uncanny. Then I saw him later, and I I saw him without his mask, finally. Our nurse, Jocelyn, had traded shifts now because it was now the next day, and Faith was the one that came in after that, and she was with us from that time all the way through my delivery, held my leg when I was pushing, and... She was a gem too. I like have such fond yeah. memories of all of these nurses. So she came in, we got the epidural. And I think this happened because I hadn't eaten enough throughout the last 24 hours. Mm-hmm. But he was like, okay, I'm going to give you the epidural. They give you a numbing shot first, which they say hurts worse than the actual epidural going in. It stung, but it wasn't like unbearable. But right after that, I looked at Faith and I was like, so I think I'm going to pass out. Oh, God. And she was like, okay. I was like, I'm getting very hot and I can't hear anymore, yeah. um, which is a thing when I, when I'm, not that I've passed out a ton, but the times that I have, my hearing goes and it feels like I'm in a water bubble and it's like very wonky and echoey. So she's like, okay, great. The epidural's in. So we're going to lay you down now. And they like laid me down on the side of the bed and like five minutes it passed. And then the magic happened. I thought, you guys, that an epidural was just for like pain management. Like, oh, you don't want to feel the contractions as much. This will take the edge off. Or, oh, you don't want to feel the pain of pushing too much. This will make it a little more manageable. No, dude. The epidural fucking was like a magic wand and it took everything away. Mm -hmm. Like, I did not feel another contraction for the rest of the time. Like, zero. 
it was magic. I have such a respect for people that do this process and give birth without the epidural. I have many friends who have done it. My cousin did it with twins. I also lovingly think you have a little bit of psychosis in your head. Like, <laughs> I would never be able to. I'm a strong ass bitch. And I was like, yeah. no, thank you. Send me the drugs, yeah. which was always on my birth plan, was always like, wheel me in and shoot me up as quickly as possible. But like, you know, I, yeah, hats off to you guys if you have done it without drugs. Not totally. for me. Would 100%. never want to do it. So got the epidural. After that, it was like Tay was feeding me jello. They brought me up a matcha latte. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I was like, this is great. We were playing some Trevor Hall. I think I took a nap for a little bit. We made some phone calls. We FaceTimed with Tay's daughter. Like it was very chill. And I think within like three hours, yeah. our our doctor came in and was like, okay, let's let's give, let's it, a, give let's it some give pushing. It it was so strange because I remember her coming in, like not going like, okay, this is officially it. We're going to, this is it. I, I, I thought she was going to leave again. I didn't know like this was going to, I remember right. that one moment where I was like, well, are we going to do this now yeah. or is it still, we're still kind of waiting. We ended up delivering in that room and she was like, yeah, normally we would move you to a labor and delivery room, but the hospital's so right. packed right now. She's like, and this room's kind of nice anyways, because it's more private yeah. and like, it's quiet. No, that was great. She's really like, good. and I'm small, so I can fit in here. The male doctors don't love to deliver in yeah. here. I was like, fuck it. Great. Don't move yeah. me. Let's do it. And I remember... I called Faith on the intercom like three times. I was like, I can feel my legs. Just want to make sure we don't need to turn this that up because I can feel times. my legs. That was several times, <laughs> several times. You I were was like, like, let me be clear. I don't want to feel shit. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, no, it's fine if you can feel your legs. Like as long as you're not feeling any contractions or pain, it's fine. I'm like, are you sure? Can you right. confirm? Are we positive? Yeah, before we get started. So my doctor comes in. She's like, okay, it's ready to push. Tay's like setting up two different fucking camera angles to like... Oh, I fucking nailed it. <laughs> I fucking nailed it with the camera. And angles. I'm so glad because like those videos are really sweet to have. Yeah. I wasn't trying to do it for like... Yeah, any other... Social purpose, media yeah. purposes, although a snippet of that did end up in that video. But it's mostly just for us yeah. to have because I was very clear with Tay. This was a rule of mine. Right. You are not to cross <laughs> the, the threshold. threshold and look down, down there. South. And, you know, at first he gave me shit and was like, well, what do you mean? I delivered Junie and I was down there. I was the one that caught her. And I'm like, mm. and lovingly, you guys are divorced. So no, thank you. You will stay <laughs> up by my head and not look at my vagina being wrecked open. Thank you. Right. <laughs> and he listened. I did. Like the good unicorn that he is. I did. He stayed right by my head. And it was your job to I was hold. Need you. I needed to hold your head up. I know. So yeah, my doctor so was, was like, you're going to hold her head up. And then Faith held one of my legs. My doctor was obviously like down there delivering. And then her medical student who she's like training, um, I think I'm saying that right, or intern or mm -hmm. someone was holding my other leg. And poor thing at one point, I was like, can you push my leg back harder? I was like, I need you to be a little bit more aggressive. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> So look, guys, this is what TikTok had scared the shit out of me for everything about birth, postpartum, all of it. Like I was 100% sure mine and Tay's relationship was going to just fucking <laughs> go down in flames the second this child popped out that, you know, I was going to have the worst healing process after the fact. Like TikTok really fucked me up. 
what they didn't prepare me for in all those fucking videos on my goddamn for you page that was like things people didn't tell me about birth and like would then list all the things this thing no one actually fucking told me so i was not prepared didn't feel shit down there there was like a pressure around the area where like if you were going to take a shit right that's literally all i felt the whole time what i did feel and was like how does no one talk about this was the fact that my face felt like it was going to spontaneously combust. Well, because it <laughs> it was she was like combusting. she was like hold your breath for ten seconds and push. And everyone's like, oh, it's because you weren't bearing down. Okay, whatever that means, fine. All I know is I'm a dancer. I take instructions quite well. And what she told me to do, I was doing. And my fucking face felt like it was going to explode. Mm -hmm. I popped blood vessels in my face. New freckles came out Popped to play. Out. Like it was wild it i really, really felt like my face was gonna pop off and my face was an inch away from your face looking at you just like <laughs> talking in your ear looking at the blood vessels popping going like Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so i pushed for what was the total time on it 36, 36 minutes. minutes and yep. we know that because of the video yep. um yeah that's right and at one point my ob was like okay so he's not gonna come out without a little extra room do you want me to let you tear or do you want me to snip you and i looked at her i was like bitch i don't care save my vagina yep. and she laughed and was like i'm gonna snip you because i can do it in a straight line and sew it up nice well, and pretty to give for her you. some credit she did preface that for the nine months prior saying she's really good at making vaginas yes. look very yeah. she's yeah. like some doctors just like sew them up and they yeah. look like fucking weird like <laughs> venus fly traps yeah. and i fucking sew them really good and i was like okay just you know save my vagina <laughs> um so she cut me i heard the snip like you could hear like a grrr <laughs> but I didn't feel anything. Uh -huh. So it didn't bother me. I'm pretty sure I pooped. I know everybody's going to DM me asking that. So let's just address it now. I'm pretty sure I did because at one point she like grabbed towels and did a wiping motion. It wasn't towels. It was paper. Okay. She took a paper. But whatever. It might have been blood. We cannot confirm or deny if I pooped. We cannot. I, I probably I cannot, did. I, to be honest, and I would do it right here on this fucking podcast. I would throw you right under the bus. Which is why you were not allowed down there, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I cannot confirm if it was, but I'm pretty sure it was because everything was going normal. And then all of a sudden, she got up and grabbed a piece of paper, not asking anybody to do it, grabbed a big paper and did this wig wiping <laughs> So I was it like, it wouldn't shock me. I'm a good would, pooper. I poop like, yeah, th two to three times a day yeah. regularly. So it wouldn't shock me. Yeah. I also don't think I had pooped the night before because I was puking my brains out. Right. Like, right. Birth is so glamorous. Anyways, you guys. <laughs> and anyways, who cares? So our son was sunny side up. And what that means is he was down. It wasn't breached like where they're turned the wrong direction where their feet coming out first he, he was coming he out he had assumed first, the position but, but he was sunny side up so which means like looking up. he was looking up into like up to the sky so because of that the way he went through the birth canal <laughs> this is where you guys are going to lose your shit the way he went through the birth canal it was very tight and a lot of times when babies go through there he wasn't suctioned out or anything when i was birthed by my mom i was suctioned so i came out with a cone head but their heads haven't fully formed yet like their bones so they can morph into like kind of weird yeah. shapes and like interesting things can happen when they're going through the birth canal anyways he comes out our doctor holds him up tay's face you can tell he's trying to not 
panic, but he came out with the biggest bump on his forehead. Like it didn't look like a bump. It looked like guys, guys, <laughs> no, no, it looked <laughs> like his brain was on the outside of his head. It looked like for, a gelatin mob. Yeah, it looked like this weird it looked like brain matter, but it wasn't. It was like, you know, and it was so big. It was It was so very jarring. Jarring. I guys, when I first saw it, I immediately thought, uh-oh, this this isn't right. Something's totally wrong and now just go to care for you because it's about to be a real bad situation trauma brain one trauma brain went there and then sure enough what got me out of it was rob just being like oh okay not really like totally calm totally calm about it so that immediately mellowed me out then she she literally you guys my ob before this did does not know what i do didn't know my job has not read my books pulls our fucking child up and the first fucking thing she says is, oh, you guys have a unicorn baby. Yeah. And our mouths fucking <clears throat> dropped. Yeah. Like, we were like, there is no way she just fucking said right. that. And I looked at Tay. I was like, did you fucking hear what she just said? Yeah, and I was still in shock mode because I was like. <laughs> and then she was like, everything's fine. It's just <clears throat> right. a little bump. It'll go down very quickly. And it did. It went down in the Within first. Within five minutes. Yeah. And then. Within five and minutes. And then it was pretty fully much. in the first like yeah. couple hours. Yeah. So he came out. They put him on my chest. He was like a full on rock star. We still did not know what we were naming this child. Yeah. We went into the hospital with three names. Yep. Okay. So Stone Christopher Gazi. Are we revealing this? Yeah, because right why not? Okay. The other two have been thrown to the wayside. Stone Christopher Gazi, which was obviously the one we ended up going with. Tamor Christopher Stone was another option. No, Tamor. No, Tamor uh, Christopher Stone. Because were we I was go with Stone. Or yeah, Stone because Gazi? no, I oh, wasn't yeah, going to give you that, that. <laughs> because that was going to be a Persian right, front, right, first right, name and last right. name. Um, so it was going to be Tamor Christopher Stone because Christopher is obviously. My dad's name. Yeah. Don't think it's the Chris from Eat Pray FML. That's not. That's not what oh it's my from. God. <laughs> and but then I couldn't get over the whole calling Tay, like in the house, and then having yeah. there be two of them. It just would have annoyed me and been confusing. And then the other, which is so interesting, because this is the one that was our front runner. Yep. Like we were calling him this in my belly for quite some time. For like a month. Was Banks Christopher Stone Gazi? So the yeah. hyphenated last name, yeah. which always irritated me. Yeah, but, but I just think it's so. Your last name, it's, it's yeah, just perfect. It's both of our last names combined, and yeah, then my dad's name perfect. in the middle. And my dad's name was also Christopher Stone, so it's like his name reversed. He also has my initials backwards because mm-hmm. I'm GS, and now he's SG. Mm-hmm. But we had no idea. And then that first hour, we were like, "What the fuck are we naming our child, dude?" Yeah, um, and difficult. I was like, "He's definitely not a Banks." Like I looked at him, and I was like, "Nope, it's not." Like it could have been, but it's not. Yeah. I was like, I, I don't think it's Tamor. And Stone was the only one we had left. And I still, when we were like, okay, it's Stone, I still was not 100% on it. I don't know why. Even going to bed that first night in the hospital, I was like, fuck, are we making a wrong decision? And we had already told my mom, like, this is what its name is. Yeah. Well, funny story is we had told my aunt the name was going to be Banks. And, yep. <laughs> and she went and embroidered a 
a baby full blanket. Bl- baby blanket that says Banks, which we now have. Yep. And um, she was like, you know what? It's a good story. Let's yeah, just, just leave keep it. it. It's kind of fun. <laughs> so we decided on it's Stone. It's really hard naming a kid. It's Gotta really difficult. My mom came two hours after he was born to meet him and be with us in the hospital. That was the only visitor we had that first night. And then they moved us to another room, which also, unbeknownst to me, was in the high risk ward. That was, I knew I was well aware of that. So you were a little freaked out about that. Well, I just didn't like to be there, but I know it was necessary because of the high blood pressure. Yeah. And that was being monitored and your blood pressure was starting to level off. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah. yeah, I was anxious to get out of that room, but we didn't leave that room. Did we leave that room or did we just leave from there out? No, no. We were there for the, se- the, oh, we did the go second to night. Room, right. And then the next day they yeah. moved us downstairs, which was like the regular labor and delivery ward. Right. And they kept us for one more night, yeah. which I was like so ready to go home. But they kept us for one more night so that they could just monitor the blood pressure stuff. Yeah, that was a tough day that last day because we wanted to go and we thought we were going to leave it around 10, 11 a.m. Yeah, and, and we it ended up being like, like 5 Yeah, Yeah. Just um, sitting in that room. The second night after he was born, so the last night that we were in the hospital, Tay's daughter and her mom came to visit. Mm -hmm. For those of you that have been listening to the minis on the Patreon episode, you know that like I struggled a little bit during pregnancy with like finding our footing with the trifecta of co-parenting we were doing. So it was a really huge milestone for us to all be able to come together. I remember even like right after I got the epidural before we went into labor, we like FaceTimed with Junie one last time. And I ended up like chatting with your ex for a bit. Mm -hmm. And like there was just something about like the process and like motherhood and like, yeah, I could she had so much emotion in her voice. I was like, it was very weird. Like it was this like come together thing. Yeah. Things be uh, pushed aside. Yeah. Big event like that. Yeah. So they both came, met the baby. It was like really a sweet little moment. Junie was like, so really my daughter is so excited about so into being a big sister. Really life changing for her. Yeah, it's been really sweet to watch them together and then we were released the next day after three nights there and the drive home you guys you know there's something to be said about that we've in the hospital and the drive home and it's really it's daunting they're just like cool you now own a human godspeed and you're like i'm sorry what i'm just supposed to just be on my own now it's crazy i'm so glad we took that video of us walking out yeah because that is the one thing. Well, no, I remember many things from the delivery of Junie, but that moment was the one thing that I remember being like the most intense moment. Yeah. And sure as shit, you and I did it too. And I was like, God, this is so freaky. Yeah. They're just like, okay, Bye. go ahead. <laughs> like, good luck. Yeah. Like, hopefully the kid survives and you're just like driving. Yeah. You didn't want me to get on the freeway. I know. I got in the back in the car seat with Stone and Tay got in the driver's seat and he pulls out and makes a right. And I'm like, we're taking the fucking freeway. Shouldn't we just take side streets all the way there? We came home. I went in to greet the dogs for like five minutes and then you brought him in in the car seat. We have video of that. It's like the cutest fucking thing ever. The dogs immediately were just like who is this? Oh my goodness. This is our new pack member. Like I had so, so many nerves about really just Finn. (laughs) I mean, I had nerves about both the dogs, but really Finn, uh, wasn't going to like get on board with it. And they've just been so sweet. 
Yeah. Well, now it's like we're now now they're so on board that now it's like the danger is it now we have to be careful that they're so on board. Right. Stupid Frankie's. I know because they're just big and goofy. Franklin will sit in the nursery next to his crib like fucking Nana from Peter Pan. And Finn is just like wants to lick his face and like just cover his whole body with slobber. What are you kidding me? We got a family here. (laughs) (laughs) So what is the difference you've noticed most? about I, I think this question will be better answered once like he grows up a little bit more mm-hmm. having a son versus having a daughter well yeah it, it that's not that's not going to reveal itself for a little bit however let's get down to the uh brass tacks y- you know the circumcision the penis the <laughs> the the vaseline and all that that was a lot you know that was a more week. difficult. That was a that yeah. was, it wasn't that hard. It wasn't that big of a deal. But when you're a new parent and it's just all hanging, and then you have to deal with that, that was pretty kind of like yeah, a little overwhelming. Mm-hmm. As as opposed to a girl, wipe where a vagina, it's just like right. boom, done. Just don't wipe up. You wipe down, great. Okay, we're good. Right. You know. So I can't really tell. Yeah. Other than like dumb things like that. There's been times where like you'll be holding him and you're just like. I just can't believe how much I love him. I know. In I that really voice. Do. I do your impression pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's something to be said about looking at your product, your offspring. Well, and it's, it's like, a like li- because he's a boy, it's like a little you. Yeah. But I loved Junie just like that, too. Like, I'm very, like, affectionate. Mm-hmm. And I know right away, like, if that's, if, you know. Yeah. And, and I, I'm in love. Totally yeah. in love. We're also very lucky because he is such a chill fucking baby. Yeah. I mean, we haven't even gotten into that. And I mean, I hate to even bring those types of things up, but like we got, he's very chill. Apart from like a couple gassy days, which is par for the course. He most of the time is just like, unless you're changing him, sometimes he gets fussy or if he's hungry. He has yet to cry. Right. I haven't seen a tear yet. Uh, yet, have you? No. Not one tear yet. Yeah. And the fussiness is just fussy for a second until you get him all until situated. Until you figure out what he wants, which yeah. is most babies. But like, he, yeah. there, he's, there's never been a time where he's been like wailing and just inconsolable. Like, it's always like a fixable thing. Well, and I, to be honest, I have so much love and respect for all the parents or moms that go do through have to like deal colic. With colic and, and, yeah, I know. Because. You know, Junie wasn't too bad, but she was a little more fussy than Stone. And there were moments with Junie where I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, and you're just like, you're bouncing her and you're, <laughs> and you're walking and you're like, this, is, this isn't going to work. But, you know, I, it, it brings me back to the birth plan and how a lot of people go into these these situations of like, I, I need it this way, this way, this way and this way. or and. You know, I think it's important to realize that it's not really about that moment. That is a, an important moment, but it's really about the 18 years past that. Mm-hmm. Raising the kid and showing. So I think a lot of people get caught up on where they fussy, even colic. Right. That's going to break a parent. Yeah. It's not going to break a kid. Right. And they'll eventually get out of it. And, and won't even remember two it. years. Nobody's yeah. going to be remembering anything. You're going to be like, that was fucking shitty. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to be changed for it. It's, it's really like get past the struggling part because it does work itself out. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good point to remember. It's yeah. always just a phase. And people say like, 
you know, the newborn phase is such a struggle, but like, remember, it's only eight short weeks or whatever. I've loved the newborn phase. I look at him every day and I'm like, he's growing and I can't wait till he's like cruising around, but also please stay this little forever. I know he's like a little, little yeah. monkey guy. It's so been pretty cute. great. And I feel very lucky and very blessed that I have a career and a job that doesn't require me to leave my house if I don't want to. Yeah. You know, obviously I scheduled out the podcast apart from the solo episodes, but you know, I've been very grateful that, you know, I've, gotten to just be at home and kind of be on his schedule and really like drop into that time with him well kudos to you you created that yeah you've made that yeah for yourself and you've allowed yourself you've created a place where you can be here yeah and do that and i will say that by day one of having him home i was like how did we ever consider any other fucking name for this child I agree. It's to be I, fair, I, Stone was the first name that was on the table. It was. But I just talked myself out of it. Yeah. Well, I think we both did. It's a tough name. It's it's Yeah, but it, it it's, a, it's, it's not it's, now that I think of no, it. No, yeah, I know. <laughs> like the nicknames that are, we already have yeah, are just all the little songs and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's Stone Malone. <laughs> Stony Baloney. <laughs> as long as he never gets into weed, it's like a fine nickname, you know. Right, right, right. <laughs> He's a special, special little guy. Yeah, um, and I mean, all parents say that about their kids, and we're doing that, and here we go. But like, he is special, and he's really created. He's such a warm place in like my soul and spirit. Mm-hmm. More so, it's not like it didn't create a vo- uh, fill a void. I didn't really have a void. It just like filled it up. Yeah, like added more, expanded your heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hate leaving. Yeah, to go to work and all that. I know. Brutal. I know. Brutal. That sucks. I'm glad I don't have to do that. Sorry. <laughs> Lucky dog. <laughs> okay, guys. I hope you thoroughly enjoyed this maybe TMI little bit of a of a birth story. We're not going to do FML stories today because I feel like this is like a special kind of solo episode. So in closing, one of your favorite memories uh, of the past, however long he's been here thus far. Oh, my God. I know. Way to put you on the spot. Wait, one of my favorite memories since he's been here. Yeah, I'll start so you can think. Yeah, okay. Um, So when he naps on me or anyone really, but it's normally his preferred choice is on my chest. When he naps, he does this thing <laughs> where he's had a very strong neck from like the day he came out. He was doing like tummy time strong on me by like day two. We just went to our pediatrician and she like plopped him over on his stomach and he like lifted up and she's like, look at this. Jesus. And we're like those annoying parents just bragging about our our child. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Here we go. Strap in. Anyway, so when he's contact napping on me, he'll do this thing where he's totally passed out. And then all of a sudden he like lifts his head back and his eyes squint and his lips purse. And it's like he's so, so strained. And then just boom and collapses back onto my chest. (laughs) But it's like the cutest face you've ever seen. And it's just like, oh, the horror, the drama. He is very And I'm gone back down. (laughs) (laughs) It's just really cute. And I love his little scowl that he does. It looks exactly like a little you scrunched up into a face. He's like Jessica Tandy in Streetcar Named Desire. No one is. Going I literally to get that was reference. about to be like, half of my listeners are going to be like, half. "What? <laughs> Try zero. That's not true. People are going to DM you being pissed off at you for age shaming. <laughs> yeah, dude. I have like 
I have all ages listening to this show. Well, you didn't get the reference. Okay, well. Uh, my, my, <laughs> one of my favorite moments was probably a couple days ago when he was sleeping on the bed and he and I were face-to-face sleeping. Yeah, I have an you epic a photo of, of that. It. And that was one of my favorite moments because I really realized that that's my son. Mm. 100%. He and I sleep exactly the same. Yeah. We, t- we arch our neck back. Like it's breaking. We, yeah. We <laughs> use our shoulders. He's going to have probably have shoulder problems <laughs> when he grows up. Yeah. He does. He sleeps with his little arms up a lot. Yeah. Like Superman. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm so in love with this. I know. Boy. We're so oogly. It's so gross. Yeah. Can't it help it. Sorry. Yeah. All right, guys. We love you. Thank you for taking this uh, birth journey and like hanging with me through pregnancy. And we uh, do have a part two for you coming up because not everything is sunshine and rainbows. Oh, God. Here we go. I love you guys. Thanks for coming out. I will see you next week. All right, FMLers, if you don't want to miss an episode, make sure to follow on your favorite podcast app. And if you're loving the show, drop us a five-star rating and leave a review. You can keep up with me on Instagram at Gabrielle Stone or the podcast page at FML Talk Podcast. For all the merch and books signed personally by me, you can shop the FML line on eatpreyfml.com. And as always, have a fucking self-love cocktail on me. Cheers. Welcome to As a Woman, Fertility Hormones and Beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a fertility physician and co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. We will talk about a wide range of topics, including the menstrual cycle, your hormones, infertility, IVF, mental health, and well, beyond. So join us and become part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.